0: Yesterday I was encouraging us to be reflecting on our inheritance uh, from Lumpur Sumedho, the uh, many blessings and uh, wonderful example that we've received from him, the abundant teachings here in these last uh, few hours of our formal retreat time together, on a similar theme of, of gratitude or uh, of appreciation, I'd like to encourage the practice of chaganu sati to recollect your own goodness. This is a Somewhat neglected area of Dhamma practice, Chaganusati. It's one of the, uh, the recollections that the Buddha encourages, like Marananusati, recollection of death, or anapanasati, mindfulness of breathing, recollection of the Triple Gem, or of Devas, and so on. So Chaganusati. Is to consciously bring to mind and appreciate the good qualities of your life, your own heart. Are most of us coming from a uh, European Judeo-Christian, self-critical, conditioning background, where any kind of of see recognition of good qualities in yourself is easily taken to be pride or being inflated or egotistical and, in our know, cultural conditioning. And I'm sure it's not just confined to the, the Northern Hemisphere. I'm sure people from uh, other places, other countries around the world also experience similar things is particularly strong here in the European fold to think positively about your own life your own mind your own actions your choices is considered to be proud egotistical inflated and the spiritual qualities are i say focused around self-effacement, self-criticism, putting yourself down, you know, I'm unworthy, I'm unworthy. So, jagannu is an unusual approach to spiritual practice, but one that I feel is extremely beneficial and through experience. We can so easily dwell upon our own faults, our weaknesses, the, the areas where we, we don't do things well, we haven't learnt lessons effectively, we've been reactive, selfish or critical, we were lazy or greedy, hard-hearted. You can look at our life and come up with a whole catalogue of our wrongdoings and shortcomings. It can be difficult to think about the, the the wholesome qualities, the noble actions, the skillful effort that's been made. So during these last few hours that we have together, of this formal retreat time, I encourage a genuine and sincere looking at your own life. And even as you hear these words, maybe some of you are thinking, oh, but you don't know my mind, Ajahn. It's just this swamp of negativity and aversion and selfishness and laziness and greed. There's a kind of a a brief gap between the laziness and the agitation, but basically it's just a mess. Well, these are the kind of stories we tell ourselves. But the readiness to practice with that mess, the readiness to be patient, to show up, to continually bring attention to what the mind is doing. This is no small thing. Keeping the precepts just the effort to be celibate, to be truthful, to be harmless. This is no small thing. And again, you can hear these words and think, oh, that's nothing, that's easy, that doesn't matter at all. But bring those things to mind, the very intention to live according to the precepts. The renunciate life of those of us in the monastic community Just having that intention to live in such a restrained and disciplined way, even if we fail and lose it, get distracted, bend the truth for the sake of a good story, take a little bit more than our fair share. Even so, we can rejoice in the extremely high standards that we've chosen to live by. What a wonderful thing. And not just trying to put a positive sheen on it, but but look. How is the rest of the human population living? What standards of honesty and harmlessness, frugality, compassion? What are the standards of most of the human society? Not to be critical or judgmental, but look. Look. I feel this conscious bringing of attention to our own wholesome qualities, recollecting the the goodness that has been done. When we say anumodanā, that means to rejoice in the good that has been done. So today is a day for the anumodanā for the the efforts that we've made many years ago when the. Somebody came to Lumpur Chow and complained to him about the bad behavior of one of the Western monks. Lumpur Chow, uh, sort of sat and listened and heard this list of things that this, uh, this monk had been doing that were uh, offensive and upsetting and irritating. And he just said, you should have seen him five years ago. <laughs> well, even if we're getting things wrong, we're being you know, reactive or selfish hard-hearted, just the very effort to be working with those qualities. The effect of of having given attention to those unskillful behaviours to let them go, to cultivate the skillful qualities instead, just having that intention, the commitment to making the effort, even if we don't succeed all of the time, isn't it a marvellous thing? We choose to live in this way that is based completely on harmlessness, generosity, integrity. is no small thing. So Chaganusati is a, a recollection of your own good acts, your own wholesome intentions not to create a sense of inflation or egotistical boosting, kind of inflating self-view, that's not the point of it. Chagannu is not based on feeding conceit or self-view, but rather looking at the natural order of things. And one way of working with this is to look at your life as if it was the life of your good friend so if if ajnan was my friend rather than than being me how would i feel about his actions and his attitudes what he does and what he says if we do that little thought experiment just step outside of our own life and look at and look at this life as if it was our best friend. Notice how immediately forgiving you are of all of the shortcomings and wrongdoings and weaknesses. There's an instantaneous compassion, forgiveness and a rejoicing in the noble qualities. It's automatic, without a second thought. If you were your best friend, you would have no hesitation in praising those good qualities. But because it's me, and it becomes an obstacle, hard to do. A step outside of your own life and look at it from the outside. The very effort to be restrained, to be mindful, to be kind, to be compassionate, that's worthy of rejoicing appreciation, and then when this chaganu sati is cultivated, appreciation, again without feeding conceit, mana or self-view, sakaya dhiti, what's the effect of that in the heart? Looking back, looking at your actions, your thoughts, your efforts. Recognizing the good that has been done. What's the effect of that? When we carry this out, when that kind of recollection is cultivated, there's a brightness. This is the the quality of punya, You should talk about the sharing of blessings, the uh, imina punya kamena. Punya, it's not a kind of celestial bank account, sort of good karma points that we collect, but rather, punya is the brightness of the heart based upon the good that has been done. When Chaganusati is developed, the, the result of that is an inner brightness. Again, not a kind of inflated, egotistical, I'm a wonderful person, you're so lucky to have me around. I'm really special, I'm really special. But rather, there's a delighting in the good that has been done, a rejoicing in goodness. This is also called a gunadhamma, the quality of virtue itself. That in the heart which rejoices in the good, the word cinderesis is the English word for that, the love of the good, when that's appreciated, activated, there's a brightness. Many, many years ago when uh, Lumpur Sumaita was a young bhikkhu and he went to to see Lumpur Chah and said, uh, Lumpur, I really think I, I should leave Wat Bapong. My mind is so uh, so awful. It's just so filled with anger and jealousy and restlessness. And you know, I have so much aversion to so many of the monks here. And you know, I think I'm just poison, poisoning the atmosphere of Wat You know, I think I, I really... Uh, I really should go because I'm not I'm not doing anyone any good, and just my mind is just so filled with all these horrible negative states. And Lumbhuchara po pointed right at this quality of chaganasati. He said, "Sumato, if you were really a, a, a half as as awful as you describe yourself, you wouldn't want to come anywhere near a, a monastery, let alone be a Buddhist monk yourself." If, if you were really so evil so awful so destructive buddhism would be appalling to you you'd hate the sound of the dhamma but you love the dhamma don't you oh well, yes i do you love the 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 practice and being a bhikkhu yes i love it well there you are you love the good don't don't ignore that don't brush that aside don't let the attention get caught by the waves of irritation at the other monks and feelings of restlessness and aversion of various kinds, jealousy and fear. It's not the whole picture. What brought you here in the first place? So I feel these are very helpful qualities to appreciate looking at your own life, your own choices appreciating the good that has been done. And then a second part of that is then to look at each other, the people that we share this life with, our fellow monks, novices, nuns, Anagarikas, Anagarikas, the lay community, long-term lay residents, the lay support team people, everyone around us, to appreciate their goodness, the fact that nobody moved here in order to irritate you. Nobody came to live in Amravati in order to make your life difficult. At least I don't think they did. (laughs) People are here trying to, to do the best they can with their lives, to do the good, to cultivate the wholesome, the noble. Sometimes we irritate each other cause fear or aversion, friction. People speak in ways that are upsetting or intimidating, irritating. People disappoint us with their actions, their words, attitudes. That's natural. It's part of the living, living world. But we don't have to focus upon those negative friction points. Instead, we can look at the fact, here's another human being who wants to live by the precepts. Wow. Extraordinary. Here's somebody else who wants to understand their own mind, train their mind, their heart. Wow. What a wonderful thing. Again, as Lumpur Sumedha said many, many years ago, said, you know, here at Amravati, you can look at each other as different personalities. There is this nun and this monk and this anagarika, this layperson, and dwell upon the personalities and your judgments of liking and disliking. We can also see each other as fields of merit, punyaketa. It's a different way of configuring the landscape, different kind of map. Like here on the Google Maps, you can have the, the landscape or the roads or the, Restaurants, (laughs) Restaurants, <laughs> you could click, click another selection and have a punyaketa representation. Here are the fields of merit. Put aside whether we're female or male or monastic or lay, older or younger, newer or longer term, see each other as fields of merit fellow dhamma Feras, sahadamika, changes the landscape. It's a different kind of mapping of where we are, who we're with, what this is. We can do that. So along with these reflections on chaganu Sati today, I encourage a sense of looking at each other. fellow dhamma fairers, fellow practitioners, sahadamika. Putting aside the personality, the age, the nationality, the gender, the role in the community. Use that kind of a reflection. Change the patterns of thinking and see what the result is. At the very least it reveals how easily we judge each other This one's a woman, this one's a man, this one's a layperson, this one's a monastic. This one I know, this one I don't know. It at least highlights the way we categorize each other, put each other into boxes. We don't have to do that. We're just fellow living beings sharing a life together at this particular time, this particular place, that's it. Don't need any more definition than that. See what the result is of reconfiguring the perceptions in that way. That's the purpose of these recollections, these anusatis, to rejig their perceptions, change their patterns of perception from the worldly and habitual to that which is in accordance with Dhamma, that which is liberating.